0: Thank you so much for financially empowering our ministry. Your donations are helping us take this digital material and package it up in physical form in order to distribute it to people who would never otherwise have the opportunity to hear the unique message that God has given us. The gospel is going forward, not just digitally, but also physically in the world around you because of your donations. Thank you for making the difference in the lives of people who are now able to hear the gospel, maybe for the first time. Thanks so much for your generosity. Hey, what's up? This is the fourth and final session of the series, The Great Adventure. Today's talk is called The Best Yes. The Best Yes. We're going to look in Luke chapter 1, and we're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. We're going to look at when the angel came in and talked to her and spoke to her about having Jesus. And we're going to see her reply, and of course, She said, yes. This is what the Bible says in Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, "'Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end.' Mary asked the angel, "'How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man?' The angel replied to her, "'The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God.' "'I am the Lord's servant,' said Mary." May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel left her. Mary said yes. No. That's one of my favorite parenting words ever. No. Daddy, can we go to our friend's house? No. Daddy, can I have... No. Daddy, can... No. But you didn't even hear what I was going to say? No. One of the things I used to do, and I love doing it, is I got creative with my nose. So I would go, no, and they would hate that. But I would find fun ways to say no. You ready? That is the worst parenting advice ever, worst strategy ever. I would feel terrible after I would do that, and I would seriously just be, no, 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 no. No, I would pour into my child defeat every single time. And then expect them to live a victorious life one day that God had given them. And why can't you go out and believe in yourself? And why can't you think that you can accomplish this? And and why don't you think that God can do this and that in your life? Well, because I've just poured defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat into your heart and then told you to go win. And it doesn't always work that way. We can do better, parents. Learn to be a yes parent let's practice saying yes to our kids now i'm not saying go let them jump off bridges and take illegal drugs or anything like that but what i am saying is choose your battles and say no to the things that actually matter so that you can say yes most of the time when things aren't just that big of a deal learn to say yes to your kids god continually says yes to you not a parenting seminar let's move on you ready My friend Brian, he owns a business and he has taught me something in business about saying yes. And he's learned the power of yes that has grown his business over the years. He trains his people that when clients call and ask a question or ask something of them that they actually can't do, to never say no. Instead, say yes and offer an alternative solution. So what actually happens with these clients are these clients feel great about being told no because they were actually told yes. When in reality, what the company said was, no, but we can offer you a different solution. And the clients were told verbally, Yes, we can do, and then they set a different solution that was a compromise. Brian's company has found major success and major growth, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that they have learned to always say yes. In the client's minds, it gives them a victory of being told yes, so they're willing to compromise even though they've been told no by being told yes. It's a genius business strategy, and it actually works, but it proves the power Of yes. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been offered an adventure by God that you had the opportunity to say no or yes to? If not, I would tell you, you need to listen for God a little more because He offers those opportunities a lot. And if He hasn't, it's not because they're not there, it's because you aren't looking for God to show up in your life because wherever you look or wherever you listen for God to show up in your life and to offer something to you you will always find him when you're looking for him. Oftentimes you don't experience him because you were never looking for his hand. You thought that was coincidence. You thought that was someone else being nice. You thought, wow, look, there's a great opportunity. You didn't realize it was God showing up in the form of humanity or in the form of opportunity in the world. But really, when you look for God and you listen for God, you'll always find him and you'll always hear him because God is always speaking, always showing up. It's just a matter of if you are paying attention or not. I remember vividly when this has happened time and time again in my life. Let me share a little bit with you. I was 18 years old. It was summertime, July, it was hot. And I was in Winchester, Virginia, my hometown. And at the Frederick County Fairgrounds, they had an old-fashioned tent revival. Yep, like a circus tent. And they had set this thing up, and it was miserably hot under there. No fans. They had a little rinky-dink stage with some of that old school, like, greenery around the stages that they would put up. And it was just something else. And and I don't remember anything about it. I went to one night of it or something. And all I know is I promised my parents I would be there. And so uh, I met them there. They sat somewhere. I sat in the back with some friends or something or somewhere else. All I don't really remember much about it except for the fact that I drove myself. It was hot. I had plans afterwards. And I sat in the back. I don't know who spoke. I don't know what they said. I don't know who sung. I don't know what they sang. I don't remember a word of the entire thing, but there's one thing I remember. I remember sitting in the back, looking up through the aisle, seeing the stage. And I remember clear as day as if God offered me an adventure. And I knew that this was an opportunity or almost like a choice of the direction for my life. And it was birthed out of a desire or a call to preach. Some call it calling. I call it a desire. I had an innate desire in that moment that I want to preach about Jesus. I want to share the message of Jesus for the rest of my life. Is this what I want to do? Yes or no. And it was just this offer that I felt like God was offering me in this moment. And it didn't come from without. Most people think that when they hear weird things like that about like the calling of God, that they picture this like calling from without. I disagree. And that might exist and, and maybe, but in my life, I've never found that to be true. I always find it coming from within. And so I find this coming out of desire. I come in, and, and I say that God brought me to this crux of, okay, this is an option, yes or no. And I said, yes. A month later, I was in Florida at Word of Life Bible Institute, just outside of Tampa, in a little town called Hudson, and I was studying the Bible, and I did that for a year. Well, after graduating college from Tennessee Temple University, and and with a with a major in pastoral ministry and all of these things or whatnot, I found myself working for my parents. And in 2011, my father-in-law offered me a job at his church. Again, I felt like God was saying, "Hey, here's an opportunity. Yes or no?" And I remember my yes from 2005. And at that point, it had began to be kind of on the back burner. I tried to do that, tried to um, make that work and and, and chase it on my own. And it just did not work out as a really young, you know, young 20 something. It just, no one was, No one was interested in in having me come and preach or do any of that stuff. And so I just kind of tried and was working for my parents in the meantime. And my father-in-law gave me this opportunity. And I could come on and be the multimedia pastor, director for his church. And so I said yes. That 2005 yes kept burning in my heart. That desire to preach, that desire to share the message of Jesus constantly, constantly. And in 2017, it got to the point, or excuse me, the end of 2016, it got to the point where it was like, yeah, I got to do this. It's burning in my heart. See, it had developed into not just a preaching yes, but it had developed into more of an innovative yes. Innovate the gospel. Do it differently And I felt like God had given me a voice to now do this and a way of thinking that was non-traditional, a way that was revolutionary, a way that could bring real meaning in life and the heart of God portrayed differently to the table for the world of humanity. And so it had developed into this type of yes. And so in order to supplement that, I started looking around. I was very uncomfortable in my position. Um... And, and, and what I was currently doing, working at my father-in-law's church, because I knew that this other opportunity and this other yes was still burning in my heart. And I didn't feel like that was being fulfilled. I just knew this is not really what God wants for me fully. Uh, it's time to move on from this season. And so I applied uh, at a church that I had always wanted to work at. Well, they offered me a campus pastor position. And in the same breath, I uh, talked to my father-in-law about taking over a campus at his church. And so I said yes to the position my father-in-law offered me or the opportunity he offered me of pastoring a campus. So we launched a fresh church in 2017 of January. It seemed like that was, you know, a great thing. And, and, and it did subside my, my passion for preaching for a while. And it, it it grew enormously. And then in 2018, there was some very core differences. Uh, maybe theologically or through polity or ideas that we had um, about how church should be run, and who the door should be open to, and all these things. It were very core differences that we had. And so I decided to say yes again to our church breaking apart from the mother church. Now that was sticky because that also meant saying no to my father-in-law, saying no to our church covering, and saying no to the denominational covering that we had. So that was, as you can imagine, sticky. It wasn't smooth, but it seemed as if it was the right organizational decision because we immediately started growing at a very rapid rate. In fact, between between the summer of 2018 and Christmas of 2019, uh, we had grown almost, we had more than doubled in size. And there were more than 500 people who would call afresh their home. And then in 2020, the coronavirus hit, the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic. And when it did, things just looked a little different. But Andrea, as soon as as that became a reality, our our girls' school shut down. We were in Costco. We got the email. School shutting down. What are we going to do? Andrea looked at me and she was like, let's go to the crystal coast of North Carolina and spend a couple weeks. The girls are out of school anyway. Church isn't going to be able to meet anyway. We can do it from anywhere. Let's go. And so I had become one of those pastors that I did not want to be. The one who put the church before my family, the one who said no to my family so I could say yes to the church. After all, it was the calling of God on my life, and it was what God wanted me to do. And so it, say, it felt like saying yes to God, saying no to my family, was saying yes to God, when in reality, I had become that person, and that was not who I wanted to be. With all of that swirling in the back of my mind, I said, let's go. And so we went to... Um, the crystal coast of north carolina to hang out for a couple weeks and just be with our family we shut off for an entire week uh that week i put everything aside i began writing a book and um and then that following week uh, i began going back in contact with people and began you know preaching from a distance and things like that as we as we uh navigated the beginning of covid and so all of a sudden as all of that was unraveling over the next couple of months, I just felt in my spirit while we were, that, that God was offering me that same exact decision that he offered me in 2005. Andrea asked a question and she said, Aaron, if you could be anyone or do anything or be anywhere, who would you be, what would you do, and where would you be? And, and in that moment, I knew that answer without without even thinking. I knew exactly if I could do anything, be anyone, or be anywhere, what would that look like? And my mind went back to 2005. It went back to that place where God offered me. I felt like God offered me this adventure of saying yes or no. And what it had developed into in my heart. Again, it wasn't just a yes to preaching. It was a yes to... All of the things that had developed in me over the years that I gained in experience working for my parents and working for my father-in-law and then being a pastor and all of these things came to fruition. And, and, And it was as if God was asking me again, now that I've equipped you for that yes, you said yes, and so I equipped you. And now that I've equipped you, I want to remind you, you said yes, let's do this. And I know that's a lot for a simple question she was just trying to have conversation with me about. But, but I knew in that moment that that's what it was. And without a hesitation, I mean, without even thinking, I knew, what, I knew the answer to that. I said we would live right here. I would be preaching to the world from right here. I would be writing books from right here. And that's who I would be. I would be an author and a speaker. And we'd be living here. And that's what we'd be doing together as a family. Our family would be impacting the world from right here. But I knew in my heart it was more than just fun answer and question. I knew that God was offering me this again. In the months that followed, we made some decisions with our board and talked to them about it. And very quickly, we said yes to God. That we were going to continue that calling that we had accomplished our purpose in this season and that there was a purpose to go on for the church in a new season. And so we said yes to God and we moved to the Crystal Coast of North Carolina and you are watching this right now because I am filming this from the Crystal Coast of North Carolina and it's still 2020. It's six months later almost from when we visited that time that I told you when she asked me that question. See, notice the difference of the yeses. This time, the yes was different. It was our yes. We said yes. See, leading up after that 2005 yes, all of the yeses I had were selfish. They were me. My yeses. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I said yes to this and that. I have a difference, so therefore I'm going to go and start something different and do something different. It's all me, 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 me. This time, it wasn't me, and I knew it was us. God was calling us somewhere. And it wasn't a selfish yes, it was a selfless yes. See, we had created a very comfortable life for ourselves. And it was enjoyable, it was fun, we were our family, but we just knew God wanted something different for us. And he offered us this adventure, and we said yes. And even though we're in the beginning stages, we can already see the hand of God touching your life and touching the lives of others around the world from right here, filming and writing and preaching the message of Jesus to the world. Mary was offered probably the scariest adventure that anyone in the history of the world has ever been offered before right? Like the angel comes to her and Gabriel's like, hey, um, God needs you to raise his son. Uh, and, and don't worry, we're just going to kind of put him in there and he's going to be uh, your son, but but he's really God's. And so don't screw this up. But, um, but he needs to be able to like um, defeat demons and raise dead people and do miracles. And so like no pressure or anything, but like, uh, can you raise him? I mean, imagine this. Like, Mary can't screw up. Like, what happens if all of a sudden you spank the Son of God? Like, what if you just get cast onto the planet Mercury for a while, like, to burn up for a while? and like, like, that's your purgatory or something. Like, what in the world? Like, even if you just look at Jesus wrong, like, like, God knows. Jesus knows. Like, you can't just act like you weren't mad at Jesus when you know you were because he knows you were. You know, like, you, like, what are you going to do? Even if you just respond wrongly, you could just, like, all of a sudden just lose your limbs because God decides, like, hey, you don't do that to my son. Like, I don't know. It would just be scary to say yes to the angel about raising the Son of God. You know, it would be just scary. And Mary, without hesitation, says yes. And Mary's yes changed the whole world. Mary's yes to raising the Son of God, to loving the very Spirit of God that gave her life, raising Jesus. That yes, although it might have been scary... Although it may not have made sense, and she certainly didn't understand the full capacity of what she was saying yes to, her yes changed the lives of 12 disciples who would walk with Jesus for three years. It changed the life of a man named Lazarus who would die and be raised back to life. It changed the life of a man named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector, a major sinner in that culture, who Jesus would come find him change his life and the entire lives of his entire family. See, it didn't just change their lives, but Jesus changed the life of you and he changed the life of me and he changed the life of every human you would have ever been born simply because Mary said yes. Her yes changed the world and I am convinced that the yes that God has put in your heart to the adventure that he's called you to, no matter what it may look like, no matter what it may be, no matter how small it may seem to you or how big it may seem, to you, how scary, how significant or insignificant the adventure that God has offered you. Your yes has the power to change the world, namely your world. And it's a matter of whether we say yes to God or say yes to ourselves. Not realizing that saying yes to God is the greatest yes we will ever say that will help us as humans. See, Oftentimes, we say yes to us instead of saying yes to God because those two things most of the time are at odds, which is why it's difficult because it's easier. It's easier for Mary to say, hey, can you pick somebody else? You know, like this is my life we're talking about here. This is my body we're talking about. So I'm going to say, choose somebody else. Thanks for the offer. See, it's easier to say yes to herself, but instead she says yes to God. And I think that there are some adventures that you've been offered and some adventures that we've been offered, that I've been offered, that maybe we've not really said yes to. And I don't think those things are off the table. I think that God gives us an opportunity to say yes to it. And I want you to know that saying yes to God has the ability to change the entire world. That you can make a difference in the world by saying yes to God. Thing you might have thought it was a dream that you had, just oh, I always wished I could have done that and and done this, and I could be that that's who God wants you to be that's who He put inside of you, say yes to God. see it looks like oh, I can never do that that's saying yes to you, saying yes to your fears, saying yes to The questions that you have against that which God has called you to, saying yes to your comfortability instead of saying yes to God and allowing him to change the entire world through you. Your yes has the capacity to change everything, and it will always change you. Hang on just a second. I'm going to give you really practical application to put this message into practice. Hey, we want to pray with and for you today. The Bible says that we can cast all of our care upon him because he cares for us. It also says, let our requests be made known to God. It also says we're two or more gathered in my name. I'm with them. And we believe that we can do that virtually and that we're all coming around in agreement together for your needs and for the needs of others around you. And so we want to hear your request. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. And we want to see what God can do with your life and through your life. So we want to hear from you. Text us. Text us your prayer request to 252-499-0128. Can't wait to be praying for you. Okay. Adults, here's what I want you to do. Think about your life. You got to think deep. If you need to reflect, reflect. If you need to write some stuff down, write some stuff down. But you're going to have to do some searching and you're going to have to dig deep. And sometimes this process is really painful. Just a heads up. But I want you to think back of some adventures that God has offered to you. I call them adventures. You might call them tasks. You might call them occupations. You might call them projects. I don't know what you want to call them, but there's a lot of different words. But something that God has put into your soul that you believe that you could have chosen yes or no to something that God has put in your spirit. And I want you to revisit that. And I want you to determine if you said yes or no. And I want you to revisit it with a yes. That might mean quitting your job. That might mean doing something really hard. It might mean starting a new business. It might mean leaving. It might mean staying and being grounded because you did say yes and really remembering that you said yes and digging deeper into where you are and what you're doing and what God has called you to do. I want you to revisit it with a yes. Kids, are you ready? This one's for you. And adults, you have to participate in this too because it's kind of dependent upon you. I want you to have a yes chart. What's a yes chart? Thanks for asking. You are going to practice with your parents saying yes ma'am and yes sir. And I want you to have a chart. Every time your parent asks you to do something, maybe it's like cleaning your room or taking out the trash or whatever it may be. Every time that they ask you to do something and you respond with yes ma'am or yes sir, you get a sticker. You get a star. You get a mark. Well, However you're keeping tally of this yes chart. Here's the best part for you kids. It's not just about how many you can get because after 10 yeses, after 10 yes ma'ams or yes sirs on your yes chart, you get a prize. That prize might be a big prize. It might be a small prize. It might be a piece of candy. It might be a gift. You get a prize after 10 stars why are we doing this because i want to teach you one how to how to respond with a yes ma'am or yes sir to your parents because the bible says if we honor our parents in the lord do it because it's right and you will live a long healthy happy life also I want you to practice doing that because there's going to come a time, if it hasn't already, where God speaks to your soul, to your spirit, and he gives you something that he wants you to do, just like he did with Mary. And I want you to already have practice saying yes without hesitation so that when God puts a calling in your heart, puts something on your heart to do, that you do it immediately without hesitating, saying yes. It'll not just change your life but it'll change the entire world. Be blessed, see you later. Hey, we've taken this entire series and put it into book form. We've condensed each session into a small devotional that you can read and put into action with weekly activities every single year during Advent, bringing meaning and purpose to your Christmas season with your family. Go check it out, it's available on Amazon, in Kindle and in paperback form. And you can check out more information on our website at freshfaith.org.